Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three loiterers at my local mall, starting with the Bum Ain't Got No Job, Daniel. That's right. I am Dan. I'm going to be playing a fighter in this episode. You'll know why in a little bit. And I am the silent Bob of this mall. Oh, okay. Mm, there okay. you go. We more of those. And with us today, we actually have a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Oh, I'm uh, I'm Jason Portizo. Uh, today I'm gonna be Zertus, the blaze singing wizard, and uh, I'm the guy uh, playing hacky sack in between the hot topic and the Claire's. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! You stole my loiter. <laughs> Which was uh, a very autobiographical title to give myself today. Because <laughs> I was also the guy playing hacky sack outside of Applebee's. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> well, the, well, the trick is that the, uh, the the manager of the Hot Topic and the Clears were the same person. <laughs> if you want the, if you want the true 90s mall experience. Oh, yeah. These were supposed to be 90s. I, I don't know if Tony I missed that part, but yeah. Oh, word. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Applebee's is forever. Jared, what are you? I am going to be a rogue this uh, little adventure. And in the mall, I would be the, the guys that got way too prep to go to the mall s scouting for girls with like gold chains <laughs> <laughs> i can picture young jared at the mall doing that yeah in those fun the, patterned shirts the, yeah i got the fresh fit on <laughs> what happened was they, they found those guys and then they made them work all the little kiosks in the middle of the mall yeah. And now yeah. they now they get paid now they get paid to a cost them. <laughs> uh I don't know what I am because uh Jason happened to steal mine. Uh, I was also <laughs> gonna say Haggy Sack. I'm gonna be the weird guy sitting under a tree with the acoustic guitar. Ooh. Outside the mall. Outside the mall playing Wonderwall. And with that guitar, why don't you run us down? <laughs> uh yeah, so for today's rundown. Not so long ago, I was on another podcast called Curmungeons and Dragons, uh, episode 111, where Jason here was lovely enough to have us on and uh, kind of do like a little roundtable discussion. And now he's here to be one of our adventurers. Yeah, dude. Dude, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me onto this. I uh, yeah, we we've been doing Curmungeons and Dragons for uh, about two and a half years now. We uh, just we hit episode 100 about two months ago, and uh, yeah, you were on. Uh, one of the most recent episodes, uh, number number one eleven, you came on and told us one of your uh, one of your wholesome stories, which I believe is part of this uh, this podcast. So, but uh, on Curmudgeons, we uh, it's it's uh, it's not really we don't do any actual play. It's all uh, roundtable discussions. Uh, anything from uh, we had a whole episode dedicated to what is and is not metagaming. Uh, we've done a couple episodes with character building, where we try to build a pop culture characters using 5e rules like we've done the ninja turtles we've done the scooby-doo gang we've done uh bob belcher was a fun Ooh. episode <laughs> the most common thing we do is uh, rpg horror stories um where we usually pull them from reddit uh where we have user submitted ones or get the people on the show to tell us themselves and every now and again we're lucky enough to have rpg wholesome stories where instead of their games going wrong their games go wholesome well, i tell you i got a lot of horror stories if you bring me on i have a terrible yes, dan you should he's <laughs> yeah, got some good ones <laughs> love to have you on man so uh and and that, that goes for people uh who like this show too we would love to hear your stories maybe i can convince tony to drop a link or something in the in the show notes so you can uh you yeah, know, yeah that us. will down there so um your show will be linked directly below this episode beautiful um and it'll take you to that landing page where they can submit their stories that'd be great love to see you guys come over all right 
And uh, now normally we would go ahead and do a recap, but there is no recap for this episode because it is something of a one shot, but not really because this is still part of the main storyline. That's right. We're just taking a little bit of a different direction this session. And before we get into it, you know the deal. We're going to have the bard play the intro. Roll it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Boyos, welcome. Before we start today's session, let's take it back, way back, about one theoretical year ago, one year when Armos, Minas, and Drell walked into the Wildside Tavern. Let's pick it up in a dark and dingy basement covered in murky red liquid. Blood, to be specific. Enough blood that you see it's up to Armos's ankles with a small black bunny sitting on the chest of a recently mutilated body. In front of them, hovering over the blood-soaked floor of a failed ritual is a red portal. Armos, the tiefling warlock, steps through with his new patron, Reginald. Boom! Crash! The red void engulfs Armos as he is sent through a blender of this chaotic cosmic blood energy. Then, poof! We settle on a small view of a farm, just a few miles outside of the town of Gilo. As the dusk settles, the farm is quiet and calm. But within one of the dirt cellars of the farmstead, the earth begins to crack as red sparks of lightning surge from the ground as a tip of a red shard pokes through the compact dirt. Cut back to the darkened sky just outside of the farm, way in the distance over the town of Gilo, this red rift opens just outside of its gate for but a moment. As quickly as it opens, it is gone as Armos falls to the floor with Reginald. Ah. The moment I wasn't ready for that. when Armos <laughs> the moment when Armos arrived at the town of Gilo, Obsession 1. Whoosh! We pick up a day later on the road. A troop of Red Guard from the town of Gilo is traveling down a road. A single horse-drawn carriage is being steered by Valen, a senior guard on the team, being escorted by three other senior members that are riding on horseback, while three newer recruits are on foot next to the cart. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce your characters. Dan, go ahead and uh, tell us what your character looks like. Yeah, so uh, lagging behind in the back is Nifton Lane. He's a uh, 5'11 human with long brown unkept hair. He sports a rough goatee with Apache 5 o'clock shadow. The first thing most people probably notice about Nifton's tabard is it is inside out with a stitching face out. And uh, while he rides, he is polishing his rapier. <laughs> so you're, uh, rather than riding, you're actually on foot walking and guarding the uh, the carriage from the rear. Because your tabard's inside out, you are being picked on again by the senior members as you are actually carrying the bulk of the supplies you need. You're on a mission right now that may take a few days, so you have your like a whole bunch of equipment. You're carrying everybody's sleeping bags. It looks like a bunch of rations for people to eat. You are definitely being picked on right now due to your sloppiness. Next to him is one of the other members. Jared, why don't you go ahead and introduce your character? Oh, goodness. 
I'm trying to figure this out. Rogue, human. His name's Klep. Ponytail, two daggers on his side, darting all over the place, looking for anything suspicious to <laughs> pop up. And yes, scouting along the side of the road is Klep. Nifton is sweaty as all hell, just sweat dripping down his brow. He is very lazily dragging all this stuff along. He's like, Klep, I swear. You're gonna be a death of me, just chill. Oh my God, just please chill. Next up, we have Jason. Jason, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what your character looks like? This is this is Zertus. I think he'll be in the front of the pack, confidently uh, with his rapier at his back. And e even though, you know, walking uh, alongside with everyone and keeping pace, he's still nose deep in his books while he's uh, his little, little pseudo dragon familiar is kind of just splitting his time between perched on his shoulder and flying around his head. But uh, that's uh, that's gonna be Timbat. Timbat? That's his name. Timbat. Timbat. We can call him Timmy. Timmy. I like that. Uh, and you're a dragonborn, right? This is a uh, a white dragonborn. White dragonborn. What's that breath, by the way? Uh, they have cold breath. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. This is, uh, full title is Zertus the Warm. The Warm? <laughs> Listen, he didn't come up with that. Right? No. <laughs> it is an earned title. Okay, and you have little Timmy, this uh, black pseudo-dragon on your shoulder, and he, of course he's picking on you with the books you're reading. He goes, why do you always have your big schnoz in, the, in those books? Because if I if I don't keep up on my studies, I end up sounding like you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not used to these uh, this pollen over here. I'm used to being on sitting on piles of gold. Now I'm sitting on your musty shoulder. <laughs> yeah, we'll get used to it, bud. This is actually a very good moment here because Zerdis is the only recruited wizard to the Red Guard uh, chapter in Gilo. When you take a look around, it is mostly fighters and rangers as a part of the group. So there are four other members that are your senior guards. You take orders from them and then the captain uh, who's not here at the moment. The four additional guards that are riding the horses, one of them is on the horse carriage, guiding that horse. You have Valen, which is a half-elf. You have Orin, which is a half-elf. You have Muller, who's a human. And you have Freeman, who's a human. And they're all joking with each other. And as they joke with each other, their jokes seem very mean-spirited and, and targeted towards the three of you. More specifically to Zerdis, because he's he always has his head in the books. He's also the newest recruit, and they're just giving you a bit of hazing. As your group is traveling down the road, you hear Freeman, who's taking uh, point on horse, talk to Muller. So it's the two humans talking together. And Freeman says to Muller, he goes, Hey, uh, what's the captain going to be joining us? I know he said he was going to come around, but I feel like he should have been here by now. And then Muller goes, Well, he had to go, he had to go pick something up before he joined us. He said, we need a, a little extra help on this one. So I'm going to scout the area to get things that our noses can't pick up. It was the words he, words he used. A nifted! Muller uh, screams out. Pick up the pace! Come on! What? <laughs> you see now, you see that he's like not even pushing all the luggage and stuff anymore. He's blasting it with his side powers as he goes very lazily. So they just kind of like topple over five feet <laughs> and then topple over five more feet. Yeah, I'm working on it. What's up? My wine better not be broken when it gets to the when it gets to the farm. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's <laughs> going to be fine, I'm sure. And I look over at one of the uh, swords that's now chipped. <laughs> you see the one of the wine bottles is broken is now leaking through <laughs> one of the one of the boxes. Freeman uh, slows down his horse to get the three of you together. All right, rookies going to the Burnsley farmstead. Got reports that there was a disturbance and a possible 
blood or vein discovery. So, it's been causing some problems and we're going to uh, clean it up, so to speak. And while we're there, he looks at Nifton and he looks at Klepp, but then he looks at you, Zertus, and he kind of gives you the cold shoulder a little bit and uh, focuses on Nifton and Klepp. He goes, you're going to keep an eye out for Greeny over here, okay? While we really clean up the place, all right? I pretend I don't hear him, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hear that. Uh, keep an eye on the newbie, and I drop all my stuff on Klepp's arms. <laughs> start walking forward. Your turn, all right. And the group begins to continue down the road. Just ahead of you, you do see a farmstead. Um, there are various patches of dirt, and it looks like all the vegetation has started to malt and die off. It looks like the dirt around the area has become corrupted in some way. It's springtime, by the way, and the area looks like it's gloomy, like it's in the middle of fall, but everywhere else around the farm looks very lush and green. Something is clearly causing a disturbance at this farm. Hey, Clep, it looks like your socks. Looks like your dirty socks from yesterday. How dare you? <laughs> as the three, as, as the group approaches, you do see riding in from the back is a well-decorated horse, and there is a man on it in full plate armor. And you see Muller uh, yell from the front, Look tidy, lads! The captain has arrived. You look behind you, and there is a well-suited knight. And next to him, next to his horse, is a displacer beast. He takes off his helmet, and it is Captain Adelram Beckford. Oh, look at this. We got the big cheese, guys. Wow. Hey, Zertus. <laughs> up straight. Back straight. And I'm still slouching. <laughs> I stand straight at attention. One of us got to look good. Evening, gentlemen. I um, assume that we're not going to have any problems here on this day or tomorrow, perhaps. All our affairs are in order. A nod. Uh, Klepp's the affair guy, so talk to him about um, that stuff. What you do in your downtime is none of my concern, but duly noted. And then he rides up next to you, Zerdis. Zerdis. Yes, sir. I believe we're on the same page today. You have been caught up in your duties? Of course, sir. It's not uh, very often that we are companioned with a wizard, especially one of your knowledge and capabilities. So I do appreciate you joining us today. I'll make sure your first experience is a good one, sir. What I'm going to need you to do is while we're investigating and talking to the farmhands and, and the family, the Burnsley family, I'm going to need you to, when you have a moment to rear off and take a moment to look around to see if there's anything that sticks out of the ordinary. Something that, you know, may be wondrous, but maybe doesn't really belong on a farm. Of course, sir. I expect great things from you, Zertus. And then he rides off. I lean over, I lean my arm way too hard on Klepp's shoulder. I'm like picking my teeth with a dagger. Ah, uh, you know, that Zertus guy's a real go-getter. I like that. More work for him. <laughs> and I start walking. <laughs> what are you doing with my dagger? Hang on. Give me that. <laughs> yeah, uh, my bad. Okay, so the group has arrived to the farm and it is not looking too hot. You see that the crop and vegetation are slowly dying in the areas around you. There are three main buildings. There is a well in the center and it looks like Directly ahead of you is the main farmhouse, and then there are two smaller houses that look like uh, farmhands 
stay in and um maybe one of them looks like it's mainly used for storage and extra extra things and you see that there are various humans and half elves walking around trying to salvage whatever whatever vegetation is salvageable uh that isn't completely rotted away you see that a lot of them are panicked and the main family the burnsleys are actually dwarfs and they see that you ride up and you see an uh a middle-aged dwarf come out of the house. And he goes, oh, but Meredith's beard, thank you. Thank you for coming. And he rushes over and he stands in front of Adoram, the captain. And he goes, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. We've been, oh, the strangest things have been happening. And you see Adoram look around and he's side-eyeing his surroundings. And then he looks at the dwarf and he goes, aye, but of course, the Burnsley farm is a great asset to the town of Gilo, and it'll be our pleasure to help you in any way you may need. Yes, hi. See, we've had a bit of an issue, um, and we were told to report any of the red shard findings to you. And uh, we believe that's the source of the corruption. Well, it recently just poked out of the ground just a few days ago. Not really sure where it came from, but it appeared in one of our cellars. And Adoram goes, I. Nifton, hmm. why don't you go ahead and set up our supplies and make sure all our trinkets and baubles are in order. Aye, yeah, I'm, I'm on it. That's my job. That's, uh, yep, got the right guy. Got the right guy. Clip, I'm going to need you to get me a head count of all the farmhands. On it. Zerdus? Yes, sir. Just go ahead and survey the area for me. Of course. And then you see the four senior guards without an order kind of disperse and take notes and they're surveying the area on horseback, patrolling it, just eyeing anything that may pop out of them. Adoram gets off his horse and he approaches the dwarf and he goes, so I, uh, has anybody been hurt or troubled or perhaps even slain uh, since the shard you say has appeared? He goes, ah, no lad, but uh, we've had some uh, disturbing... Disturbing occurrences, um, points behind him, and there is a dead pig in the middle of the road. And it looks very withered, very gross. It looks like a lot of it has like etherealized away. And there is a bit of red dust coming from its body. Ever since the shard appeared, we've been getting a lot of these dead animals coming onto the farm and then suddenly dropping before they can make it inside. It looks like they're trying to go inside the house. But they seem to drop right before they can cross its doors. Uh, and of course, we stopped them. And then some of them we've also had to put down. And then once they get put down, they seem to dissolve. It's the strangest thing. And well, this pig just came today and we were hoping you would come in time. And here you are. Can't say I've seen this before. And Adoram gets off and he goes to look at the pig. I am right next to him now just abandoned my job and was like oh my god something interesting finally i'm right next to adoram mm, i'm, I'm a, looking I'm, a, I'm kneeling down next to the pig I'm follow him also. i walk up to him and just tell him looks like 13 and one dead pig all right zertus uh i'm gonna ritual cast detect magic Ooh. yeah so as you go ahead and detect magic what does that do exactly uh duration is up to 10 minutes for the duration you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you if you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal. The school is unknown, but you do see a large outline 
of a massive shard below you as if it's through the ground. The building to your right, from where the location is, you can assume that there's a cellar and this is that's where the shard is, is or originating from in this basement. And it's rather large. The outline looks like it could be about 10 feet tall sticking out of the ground. You're not familiar with the school of magic, but it is emanating something evil. Okay, and nothing on the pig though. The pig itself, you do also get the same familiar fleeting feeling. It is an extension of the magic you are detecting below the surface. Sir, the pig seems to have some sort of magical aura around it, but more pressingly, there seems to be a much larger presence, possibly beneath the house. Do you have anything about its size? It feels quite large, sir. Interesting. Perhaps we're dealing with a vein. Nifton! Have you set up our supplies? What's up? And then I, you see he's like got his poisoner's kit out and is like comparing little vials to this pig. Yeah, it's, I, uh, I put it down over there. I just point away to the sloppily let down uh, equipment. Nifton, why don't you go ahead and gather the farm hands up and have them all meet us by the well? You want me to, me? Yes, I don't see a, Talk to the- I don't see any other Niftids here. Yes, yeah, you, you pay my bills. <laughs> And as I'm walking away, I'm just mumbling to myself, I hate talking to people. I just, oh my God, if I could do anything else. Every time, they just give me the one job I don't want to do. And I'm, uh, I'm going up. Are they at the main house? They're all over the place. So you see them at the house that looks like has this problem. Uh, they're in the main farmhouse ahead of you to the north. You do see some people tending to the dying crops. So this is going to take you a few minutes to gather around. Yeah, I'll go to the north house first and start working around. So Burnsley has a family that's in the house and they are on the younger side. He has two daughters and two sons. You can't find one of the sons. You do find Delg, which is the oldest son. You do find the two daughters, but the two daughters don't want to leave their room. Um, they're in their teens. And they're giving you some serious problems. Like, no, we don't want to go outside. We want to stay in here. There's death decay outside. It's gross outside. Okay, listen, it's been a really long day. All right. And you got a really long head. And I have a really long sword. And I point my sword at the kids. <laughs> Give me an intimidation check. Yeah, we'll do. I don't even think I'm good at this because I have terrible charisma. <laughs> I'll absolutely do it. Do I get advantage because they're children and I'm pointing a sword at them? <laughs> Yeah, sure. You get advantage because you're an adult. <laughs> and there is a sword. That'll be a 16. You see that when the girls look at the sword, they look at each other very nervously. And they go, I, okay, okay. Um, Sorry about the long head comment. And then you see the younger daughter. Even though it's true. And they scurry down the stairs uh, to go outside. <sighs> All right. They pay me. I get money. That's fine. All right, uh, two daughters found. On to the next house. Good job, Edelman. Good job. And I move on to the West House. You gather the farmhands, and they don't really give you much of uh, pushback as the daughters did. And you gather everybody in the center of the farm. And now people are starting to look a little bit worried. Maybe the realization that something greater beyond their means is, is at play. And Edelram looks to Bursley. Uh, is this everybody? And he replies like, oh, well, was my son Doric um, doesn't seem to be here, but he's often playing in the woods. Um, he's a bit of more of a free spirit, but uh, as soon as he comes around, I I promise he'll he'll, he'll be here. But what, what's the what's the meaning for all this? Why, why do we need to all gather here? You got so much work. And Adolram goes, listen, you have a lot of work ahead of you in the current state of the farm. And 
This place could use a bit of touching up, uh, and I'm even before uh, this plague has come to you. He looks around, and you see that the father dwarf did not take that very well. Zertus, is there anything else you would like to do? Um, I don't know. You do have a Nifton that kind of plops his arm around your shoulder and leans down real close. He's like, hey, uh, take take notes. We're going to need those later. Are you taking? Yep. 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 There you go. Take some notes. Yep, got it, got it. Get them real detailed. Okay. Uh, well, what, 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 of, what of the sun? Should we be, should we find the sun? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's around, you know, they usually find their way out alive or dead. So, uh, we'll find him when we find him. I think oh, that's, that, that, that sounds unfortunate. I mean, that's, that's kind of how life goes in that right clip. Welcome to our line of work. Yeah. That's, I suppose. But hey, you take good notes, you know, keep, uh, keep that head up above water. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Hang with us, you'll definitely be fine. And I give a little wink over to Clep. Oh, well, of course. Oh, yeah, you taking notes? Remember, 13 plus one pig. Clep, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything you're doing? No, I'm all good. Go ahead and roll me a d20. Everyone? Or just as you're investigating the area. Just just you specifically as the scout. Oh, Investigating? Because I get plus four. Yeah, yeah, investigating. So I got an 11. <laughs> 11? <laughs> well, with the, you, it wasn't a very high DC, but as you're looking around the main house, you go inside when nobody seems to be looking, and you look uh, in the main bedroom of the house, and you start looking through the drawers, really looking for stuff to uh, kind of take, and you do find uh, the jewelry drawer. Mm. Oh. And there are a bunch of trinkets and gems in there. Mm-hmm. A couple of rubies and a few sapphire. So, what would you like? Would you like to take those? Hmm. Ruby, sapphire, tempting. <laughs> but I got my eyes on something bigger. There's, there's got to be something else here. There's a, there's a lot of stuff here. It's, this is a very well-off farm. You found a jewelry box, essentially. I sniff the air, even though I don't have any attributes to it. I just still like <laughs> something's here. So, anyway, Zerdis, uh, you, you better follow Clef's footsteps. You, Damn it, he's gone. He always does this shit. <laughs> the fuck is he? I could try to find him if you like. Tim? Tim? Timmy? The little pseudo-dragon pops up. Yes? Uh, I need to multitask. Can you keep an eye on the this other gentleman for me? The pseudo-dragon, his eyes do like this weird lizard thing where they're like looking around on either side. So, find him? I. And then you see that he lazily starts to fly off. I didn't catch exactly what you said. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just asked him to follow. So you try uh, to get him to go look for him, right? Yeah, uh, it was, was it Klepton that, 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 walked, that walked off? I'm in the window just flicking you off. (laughs) 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 Yep, that's Club. That's Club. Uh, And I I can see through the familiar's eyes. It's just like, uh, he's nearby. He seems to be giving us a gesture of some sort. Oh, I know know that gesture well. (laughs) All right. All right. But he seems well, if that's what your concern was. No, I was not concerned. I just just say when he does this, you know. Okay, I'll just add it to my notes then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one actually maybe leave out. Leave, don't Seems leave that one. Leave that one. Well, no, cross that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Grand okay. gesture, okay. increasing. Nope. No. In nope. Uh, this, severity. That one's, that one's just between us. <clears throat> just between <laughs> us. Got it. Start sauntering off. <laughs> you hear Freeman coming from more towards the entrance of the farm. Heads up, lads! We got a visitor. And from the main entrance, you see an animal on all fours limping slowly down the path. And it is a wolf. The wolf looks very decayed. It looks like it's been dead for quite some time. And it has very long, drawn-out howls and 
barely snarling along. <sighs> and it's limping. And it moves forward. And it is heading in the direction where the pig is. Uh, it's within 30 feet? It will soon be, yes. Okay. Uh, as my detect magic should still be up. Yeah, so, uh, so everyone's just going to watch it do its thing. I get my shield out and my rapier. It, I'm like, ah, this this might be fun. Yeah, if it's getting close to Adoram, I want to, yeah, definitely pounce on it too. I'm, I'm more studying it at this point before before getting on, de- on defensive. Mm. I'm ready to pounce it. So this wolf is very slowly walking down the path, and it walks through the crowd of people, and it looks walks right past Adoram as the group of you are kind of just huddled together during the conversation. Yeah, I'm kind of like following it with my shield, just making sure it's not going to launch at me, you know? The closer you get, you see, like, parts of its skull is visible. It's missing, like, all of its organs. It's trailing blood behind it. It looks very weak. Like, it took all of its strength to get here, and it starts approaching the front door, and right where the pig dropped, it then drops right there, and then begins to fade this red dust, just like the pig. You see all the farmhands, they gasp like, oh, it just keeps happening every day. More and more of these animals. Hey, Zerdy, you said there was uh, maybe something down, maybe under the farm? Yeah, the same magic aura that I saw on the pig. Uh, and I, I assume the same thing is coming from the wolf now. Yes, this red ethereal dust as it's quickly decomposing. Yeah, uh, the wolf has the same aura and it seems to be emanating from this direction and just kind of point them in the way. Hey, Burnsley, you got uh, you got something uh, you're hiding from us, huh? No, um, not hiding anything at all. Um, so the uh, discovery that we made uh, was in one of our basements. It's you know the ground is very soft. It's just dirt. Uh, this is a storage right. cellar, and that's where We're it came from. Getting this. somewhere. My arms around Burnsley. Now, why don't you uh, just guide us to the basement, all right? We'll take care of business, get your farm taken care of, and you can just settle down, chill out. Aye, aye, and Burnsley turns back to the grouped up people, and he gives like a hand gesture to remain calm, and he's like, don't worry, everybody, we're going to get this cleaned up right away. And he leads you inside. As I'm going inside, I look over at Muller. Like, hey, Muller, we'll take care of this like we did the last thing for you, all right? You just sit pretty. Yeah, but you almost broke that thing, too. almost botched that one yeah, up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Who came out of it unscathed? This guy. <laughs> I point to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and just walk in with uh, Burnsley and uh, the other new recruits. And he guides the uh, four of you as the senior guards continue to patrol. Do any of you want to stay outside here while Burnsley leads to the basement? Uh, I, I feel like I would definitely be following. Yeah, I need you to detect some things, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going. Okay, so everyone's going. So the four of you and Adelram follow Burnsley into the basement. He takes you to one of the farmhands' house. And it is a rather large basement. And you see that in the closets and all around the walls, like broken chairs, wagons, uh, barrels. It looks like a lot of these things are just being used things that were broken down and now they just use for spare parts when they need them. And in the middle of the basement is a massive blood ore vein. And it is erupting from the compact dirt and it's like cratering around this blood shard. And then as you look at it, it's very bright. It begins to glow dark and bright, dark and bright. And it has a very ominous hum to it. And the more you look at it, it begins to 
zap across is like some red lightning that sparks in the air. And then you see Adoram smile a little bit and he goes, I think I know what we're dealing with here. And Burnsley goes, ah, yes, please, please assist us, help. Um, we kind of been scared to kind of go near it ever since it bursted out of the ground. And he goes, ah, as you, as you should be scared. Adoram looks at three of you and goes, set a parameter, but make sure you don't go near it. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, uh, I ain't touching that thing, so. <laughs> Next to it, you see a very decomposed dog. And this one didn't completely dissolve. And you see Burnsley look at the dog and he's like a little bit sad. And he turns to the group of you. He goes, uh, that's Ace. Um, that was the family, the family dog. He actually died like two years ago. And um, when this thing first popped out, we noticed that his body was here and he was actually buried out back. Like he uh, rose from the dead. Wait, his body's here. I was, uh, like rattle my brain on how that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, in the middle of the night, we heard some noises and when we discovered Ace's body here, we quickly checked where, he, where we buried him out back by the house. And sure enough, the little casket that we made for him was bursted open. Crawled his way through the dirt and mud and came down here in the middle of the night and we didn't even notice it. So one of the farmhands found it. Okay, quick question. Do you have more of these around? Just wondering. More of what? Do you have any other pets that you maybe have buried recently because... Uh, yeah, out back. So we're down to our last few calves. So we have a couple of cows that have managed to hold on. Our livestock has been quickly dying. No, 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 no. I mean pets that have died in the last two years this isn't gonna be like you don't have like a pet cemetery back there do you we did get to bury a lot of um livestock recently oh god what do you mean by a lot well we had 40 cows a couple of bulls mixed in there we had a few chickens i imagine we, we took out a few coyotes um you know throughout the last week or so um i mean we kind of left those for dead but we buried the uh the livestock out back mm. Um, in the last few days. I start to listen for anything coming down the stairs or commotion <laughs> going on upstairs. At that moment, you hear a shriek from outside as uh. as the daughters go, ah! It's like, ah, no, they're kind of gross. And you see the father, he goes, Mora! And he runs up the stairs and he runs out of the basement. Hey, Edelman, uh, you can keep looking at this if you like. We can take care of this stuff outside. You know how we do. He puts his hand in front of you as you go towards the door. And he goes, give it a second. I want to see what happens. Oh, well, okay. Hey, you're the boss man, so. Zerdis, why don't you go ahead and study this thing? And let me know what you find. I would love nothing more than to study this thing. It's fascinating. While he's studying it, I look at Adoram and I'm like, this is double. I hope you know. This wasn't in the details. Your orders are what I say there are, Clep. <sighs> and if you'd like to live lavishly, you'll listen to those orders. Mm-hmm. I got my arm around Zerdus again. I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, this is the where the Orvain usually starts. And I am giving him like, I, I don't know a lot about the magic, but I've seen it before. So I'm, I'm going to try and give him a help action on anything he might do. Yeah. Um, to search. Go ahead and give me an Arcana check, Zerdus. And as you go to get closer to it while you're investigating it, he goes, don't get too close. Keep 15 feet away from it. Trust me on this. One. All right. You know best. Uh, just back up a little bit, Zerdy. All right, back here, back here. Oh, yeah, of course. While they're investigating it, I take one of the the bones from the the dog and uh, throw it at the, <laughs> the blood shard to see what happens. 
Ding. You rip off. I love that you did that. You rip off like its leg as you're like reaching for a bone. <laughs> Snap it off the dog and you lunge, you toss it over. And as you toss this piece of flesh over, you see very quickly <sighs> this thin rift open up and this massive hand <sighs> with no flesh on it, all muscle tissue. Grab it, snatch it out of the air. Okay, yeah, you see that? That's new. That's that one's new to me. <laughs> the rift closes as quickly as it opened. Drawing drawing a, a crude stick figure of a of a hand in my notes. <laughs> By the time the the camera pans back over to me, uh, after throwing it, I'm gone. I've vanished. Yeah. <laughs> I've vanished. I'm in stealth, <laughs> and no one no, no one can find me. It's the dashed line outline of where you were blinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zerdy, uh, what'd you notice about this thing uh, on your little uh, perusal over here? Uh, well, I noticed that there was a uh, an arm of some sort uh, that came out and caught the uh, the object in midair, and then it went back. All right. Why? What did you notice? No, no, that one's new to me. That one's definitely new to me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm versed on the structure, you know, and how we get it out of here, and usually how we chip it apart, but uh. As you guys are still investigating, I take a, a stick now. Throw it. <laughs> you when you throw a stick or a rock, you're trying various things. It does not yeah. react to the mm. inanimate objects you're throwing. And then you hear Oh, it snagged one as you hear Freeman yell from above. And then Adoram looks to you. Clep and uh Nifton. Hi lads. Go check that one out. Zerdis. We're gonna keep looking at this thing. Yes, sir. Oh, you want us up top? All right, boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. The two of you go up top. Whoa. And out in a courtyard. First off, we epic high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, tag team again. <laughs> you epic high five and go up the stairs, and you see a lot of these mutated, decrepit cows coming from the north behind the house. You see like three or four of them falling dead where the pig was and then you see out by the well one of the farmhands completely gored as one of the cows have raged out and has uh, one of the bulls and speared and gored one of the farmhands as now attacking them and you see that it's on its hind legs and the guy one of the farmhands is screaming and some of the cows look like their cows and bulls are very angry. I'm going to need everybody to roll me initiative. 18. I roll with advantage and I still got a 7. <laughs> oh, do you really? Wait, do I get advantage? Nah, maybe. Maybe I got a rogue feature? Just plus 3 initiative. Not used to having, like, good initiative. 16. As we're getting ready, I do uh, just uh, talk with my boy Clep for a second. Clep, I don't like you very much, but we got three things in common. We drink hard, we smoke clean, and we fight dirty. Let's get to it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start at the top of the round, which is Clep. Uh, because Zerdis, you're still down below. You're investigating, so that's going to be your your turn there. Clep, you see as one of these bulls has just gored one of the farmhands, and he is on his hind legs raging with this decrepit moo, as a lot of these bulls are looking feral looks like they're actually starting to charge the farmhands and they begin to scatter so this cow does it notice us as we walk out the door or can i they, do something they, before they're I walk not out focused the door? like they're not focused on you yet so if you would like to do something you absolutely could yeah stealth yeah yeah you can go stealth <laughs> against these uh zombified bulls okay 
I want to run up to this one, or sneak up to this one. Give it all stealth attack. Okay. How do we feel about that? Uh, go ahead and roll a hit. Okay, so I have to hit them. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Know, I'm just trying to figure it out. So if I have dual weapon fighting, do I attack with both daggers, or do I just have one dagger that I attack with? And then I add the bonus of the sneak attack. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So when you use uh, how sneak attack works is that when you hit and the whatever you're hitting doesn't know you're there, like you're in stealth, that's when you add sneak attack damage. Gotcha. So you would use your um, bonus action to attack with your offhand. And because you have two weapon fighting, you get to add your proficiency bonuses on your bonus action. You could also, since you're a rogue, you can use your cunning action to bonus action hide, bonus action dash. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do the. <laughs> <laughs> well, start off right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do both. <laughs> so I rolled a nine for my first one, and I'm like, ah, okay. Now let's try this again. And I roll again, and I got a fifteen to hit on the second one. Yeah, the second one hits. You see that these bulls are, are a little more scrappy than you anticipated for being undead. Um, as these undead bulls are now covering the farm and all the farmhands have run off to hide in the little houses there. As one of them is dead on the floor and you managed to get one with your offhand attack. How much damage did you do? I rolled an eight, I guess, for damage. And then I rolled for my sneak attack. 10, so 18. You stab this thing right in the side of the head with your dagger and it drops onto the floor. They are very weak. Their skin is very uh, mushy. It looks like they're decomposing right before your eyes as you're, you can easily like get a headshot on it. Drops as you deal 18 points of damage to it. First try. <laughs> uh, as you see another one come from the hay bales behind you, it is now looking at you. It's like, it's like limping towards you. It's right next to you. Uh, we're going to move to initiative. Oh, you're initiative seven. We're going to move to that cow. The cows and the other senior guards are all going to go on initiative 10. And you see that one of the bulls next to you, Clap, is lazily attacking you. This one is very weak already. It's like, it's like stumbling as it's trying to gore you. Uh, I rolled a four as it like, and you just like, Lift my leg. Yeah, exactly. You lift your leg out of the way. It just kind of like trips in front of you. You see the senior guards take out four of these cows as they're riding around their horses. They're very easy to hit, but you see that they're focusing, the cows are focusing on the farmhands. And you notice that the senior guards aren't really helping the farmhands. They're just kind of tacking the cows closest to them. We're going to go to initiative seven. Nifted. All right, now we get to do something fun. I get to unwind a little. And uh, I just I just have my shield and my rapier, and these things just look easy peasy to me. So I'm just going to just standard attack them. I'm gonna do my first attack on the closest one to me to the south, and that is a 15 to hit. That does seven points of damage, and I'm going to use one of my features as a Psy Warrior to add another D8 to that damage of force drops you, you notice that like when you go to stab them you don't even need that extra psionic power they're like kind of running into your blade Oops. yep and then i'll slash through that one slash through the cow south of me as well or try to with my second attack drops and i'm just gonna end my turn there <laughs> as you end your turn we're gonna go to the top of the round which is initiative 20 here as you see some of the leftover cows are now attacking more of the farmhands and 
two additional farmhands get hurt and they're very weak and like they're they're bleeding as they're stuck on one of the horns and then one of the guards come over and goes Hey, come on, just get out of the way. And he slashes and he decapitates one of the undead cows and the cow drops and the guy's like holding his wound. We're gonna go to initiative 18. Zerdus, down in the basement, you are studying the shard. Uh, while Adoram is looking at you, uh, doing your investigation, you see Timmy uh, poking at you again. He goes, of course you have to be down here while all the fun somewhere else as always just following orders tim bat is it so much to ask to see a little blunt see a little action get into it it has been a while hasn't it yeah, too long all right let's do it your way i'm gonna misty step outside <laughs> oh yeah <it's> just <laughs> i'm getting right in can you misty step through the floor like that uh it's 30 feet um an occupied space that you can see so as long as you, you oh, can you go can up see. the that, stairs. Yep. Yeah, okay. Cool. Ignore me. No, it's okay. <laughs> then I guess I walk like a dork. <laughs> I walk like a dork. <laughs> you go to walk out, and Adelram stops you for a moment. As he continues to look at the shard, he goes, Zerdus, why don't you go ahead and get some of the farmhands to come down here once the problem upstairs is taken care of? Sir, I think I can help solve the problem at hand. Aye. If you'll allow me. But I have something I need to test out before we, uh, we need to look down all avenues of solution. But sir. So once you are done upstairs, welling the problem, why don't you go ahead and bring down two of the farm hands? Uh, two hands. Yes, sir. And he lets you go up and you join the battle. You walk up those stairs and you see that there are these raging undead bulls and they're attacking and they're easily getting slaughtered, uh, but there are still a bunch of cows mucking about. Uh, so I'm going to let you go ahead and just take your full action here. Yeah. Um, how many do I see? One, two. Uh, there are about six cows left. There are three coming from the north, and there are three additional ones coming from the northwest side. <sighs> six Timbats. I think we can do this in two rounds, I believe. All right. This is what I'm talking about. And you see the little black dragon gets very excited. He just kind of cracks his knuckles, and uh, I'm going to magic missile three of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and roll for damage. What level are you casting that at? Uh, just level one. Okay. Maybe three at a time, so he's going he's gonna to do the math and know that he can do it twice. A four, a four, and a two, so that's five damage, five damage, three damage. You see that two of the cows drop off the five damage, and then the one that is more active in the center, the one that killed the first farmhand, takes that three damage, but is still raging. When you look at that one, you notice that with the three damage, that one is a bit more sturdy than the rest. Its eyes are bloodshot red. Its horns are crooked and distorted. Rather than decaying like the other ones, this one seems to be mutating. I thought I calculated that better. Been a while since that's happened to Hey, you got two of them, though. I, I like you. I like you. You're having fun, right, Zerdy? <laughs> I, just, I look at them like kind of like kind of cold eyes and just the fun is just starting. Yeah, that's what that matters. Right. I'm going to like you a lot better than that guy over there. <laughs> you see Mr. <laughs> Hyper with his daggers. <laughs> We're going to go to initiative 16, which is Clep. Sorry, this battle's just, uh, you know, a little boring. As I step over the, the uh, what was it, the cow that tried to get me, and then all of a sudden, a arcane, was it arcane bolt? Uh, that I just had those magic missiles. Magic missile comes and hits it. Uh, I shoot him a, a glare because I was going to get that one. You see me laughing. <laughs> Apologize if I'm too quick for you. Run over to uh, the next cow within range and give him the old one, too. Yeah, there's one that's like leaning on a tree stump, and it's like kind of just going in circles around the tree stump. 
and you see that like it's dragging its intestines, but it's like chasing one of the daughters around in a circle. Right, that's my target. So I rolled a 21 to hit, and then my other hit is a 15. Oh yeah, th- those are both gonna hit, yeah. And then the damage on that one. It was six and then a 12? Yeah, 18 points of damage. You just, you stab this thing right through the eye and it seems to just walk through your blade as it continues forward and then it just falls in place. Falls all to the floor. I did all that while looking at uh, Zerdis. Ah, excellent. You got one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that spirit. We're up. We're up a a point or two, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) Cool, cool. We're going to move to Initiative 10, which are these other cows. As you see um, Muller slice the one in front of him while he's on the horse and then hops down off the horse after he kills one of the undead cows and walks over to the one that's raging. The one that you noticed was mutating Zerdis as you magic missile it. And he's like laughing, goes, <laughs> check out this one, guys, as he spins his claymore in his hands and he goes to slash at it. And as he slashes at it, a large, it looks like its intestines spew out and catches the blade in midair, almost like an extension of its body, like an extra hand. Its organs catch the blade as the cow begins to move and jut in very ominous ways, you hear the bones cracking from what's inside its body and its flesh tearing and mutating and it's become bigger. A former shell of what the cow, of what the bull actually looked like. It looks like it's evolving into this ball of flesh that loosely resembles a cow. And you see that it's becoming bigger and it's raging and its moves are echoing with this hollow dissonance and it sounds very demonic. And its eyes are now blood red. It gained double in size. It's like. In my notes, I'm crossing out the uh, the crude stick figure cow drawing and redrawing it twice the size. <laughs> <laughs> but you see this larger mutilated cow uh, that is now towering over Freeman and is now attacking him. And you see that as it catches the claymore. You see that with its free hand, then sucker punches it and slashes up its chest and through his face, and he is now bleeding very badly as he takes a step back, and he looks very messed up. And you see uh, Freeman goes, Ah, Nifton, do something. Do your job for once, as he's covering his wound. Hey, I'm doing my part, all right? I'll be over there in a second, pretty boy. And I, uh, bonus action, put a bunch of poison all over my rapier, and I look over at Zerdy, and I'm like, all right, Zerdy, this is how we do it here, okay? And then I walk, I saunter, I barely even run, right? I just kind of saunter over to this bull and start attacking. My first is a 26 to hit. My second attack is a 11 to hit. That will miss. So it takes... 12 damage, and then it has to make a constitution saving throw of 14 or take more damage from my poison. Interesting. Wow, this thing has dirt constitution and it got a natural 20. All right. (laughs) So as you're slashing this thing, you notice that the one that missed didn't break through. Rather than moving out of the way, it like mutated a part of its body to just throw like useless meat at it to absorb the attack rather than dodging the attack. Yeah, and even though I walked slowly, all of a sudden you do see when Nifton strikes, he moves like five feet forward to pierce this thing and does eight extra points of force damage with my psionic strike. Wow. How much damage total did you do? So that's 12 poison damage and 12 piercing poison damage and eight 
force damage. So you see that its body is already falling apart uh, and you attacking it looks like it's barely holding on, but it's still throwing this dead meat at you, trying to deflect your other attacks. It looks like, but it does look like it's falling apart. I lean over looking through one of the holes in the guts <laughs> at pretty boy. How was that? Did that help you out a little bit? You'll be fine, buddy. You'll be fine. Maybe if you wash yourself as good as you can fight, maybe you want to smell as bad as these things. And he's like trying to gauze his wound. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> I'm just eating it up. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move to initiative 18, which is Zertus. Zertus. Uh, so the, the big one is the closest one to me now, right? Yeah. Okay. The other, the other bulls that were dis decaying have died off. It's now this big one that's mutated. All right, looks like a change of plans, old Tim. I'm just gonna get myself into the range here. I'm going to throw a firebolt at him. That's uh, a 15. That will hit. And at this level, that is 2d10. Uh, seven damage. Fire. Ooh, you, so you shoot this firebolt. This thing was very low from Nifton's attack. The giant mutated cow is set ablaze as it begins to swing wildly. And as it's swinging wildly, while it's on fire, it begins to pulp and bubble. Nifton, you're the only one that's around it. I'm going to need you to make me a dexterity saving throw. Absolutely. As you see, Muller also uh, about to take cover from this thing. Yeah, nat 20 for me. Ooh, perfect. As you see, Muller going to get out of the way, it explodes. This bones and blood cover Muller <laughs> as he failed. And you see that it begins to like burn away as you just dart backwards. And you see that he begins to cough and almost immediately cough up blood. Oh. And it like singes his skin. He goes, ah, oh, ah, gross. Ugh. I just kneeled down under my shield and I just peek up over the shield lazy like. Muller, shield. Remember, we talked about this. Uh, good point. Very good point. Point taken. <laughs> and you see that he's like picking some of the loose bone out of his cheek. Ooh. We are now out of combat, and you see Freeman pack up his wounds. You see Valen and Orin getting off their horses and pitching the horses off to the side, and they join the conversation. And you see a lot of the farmhands have like gone inside and they are scared. You do see uh, the Burnsley family, all the dwarves minus one of the sons, hiding in the main house, looking out the window. Before we do anything else, I do go up to Zertus. All right, we just keep doing that all day, all right, Zerdy? I, uh, I hit him low, you knock him down up top, all right? You hit him gently, and I kill them, correct, yes. I can do that. Wombo combo, you know, Clep uh, <laughs> over here. I may not like the guy very much, but he's a good fighter. We, we do the wombo quite a, quite a bit. <laughs> and we high five. Bang. <laughs> I was gonna put my hand up, and I was hitting it. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Clep and I high-five and immediately start bantering back and forth without looking back. <laughs> as soon as I realized that no one's high-fiving me, I just made chan myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You see Tim Bay, he goes, that was exhilarating. That's what I'm talking about, Zerdis. We need to be here all the time. This is great. I am loving this. I am loving this. <laughs> It is fun to bring up old times, isn't it? Just like in Budapest. Okay, uh, so the three of you are out of combat. Um, Zerdus, you do have orders. What are you doing? Um, I'm gonna seek out some farm boys. Okay. Is there anything? Is there anybody in mind you wanna take? Did any of them stand out to me for any reason? Do, do I have any differentiation on them? And so the main difference is that there are farmhands, and then there are the dwarves, which are the Burnsleys. Okay. Um, so the the farmhands are a mix of 
uh, half elves and humans. Uh, just the farmhands then. Are any of them injured in any way? There are two of them that are injured, yes. I'm going to see them out. Okay, you see that they're leaned up against the well, and you're trying to hide behind the stone well as the, you see that they are bleeding a bit, and you walk over to them, and they're like, Ugh, please, please help us. Oh, God, God is really good. Oh. And they're holding their stomach, and they are bleeding. It doesn't look fatal right away, but it definitely shouldn't be left unattended. Uh, is anyone on my team around me at all, or am I kind of on my own here? I think me and... I think me and Klep are sitting on this tree trunk to the northeast, and I lit up some cloud bloom, and I'm passing it over to <laughs> Klep. <laughs> uh, cloud bloom is a uh, pot in this world. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, gathered that. I do look at Klep. I kind of lean over, and I look at the farmhands. I'm like, uh, you know how this ends for them, right? Yep. Here we go. I, I see out the corner of my eye what they're, what they're smoking, and I minor illusion a... Uh, a regular tobacco smell from them. <laughs> I was getting a little toshios. Oh, see, I told you. I told you, Clep. This, he's a smart boy. He's a smart boy. Uh, we'll see. Oh, that's good. It's real. It smells... Wow, that, I need to learn that one. <laughs> uh, so I find these two uh, these two injured and just... Uh, oh, my. What's happened to you? Uh, one of those... One of those cows got us. Uh, and you see one is like... Pier- was pierced through the leg. The other one is has a really bad gash uh, on his chest. I just take out my book and just start taking notes. It's like, yeah, they are, they are want to do exactly that. It's uh, what they do. Will you help us? Uh, of course, of course. Just kind of like, you know, examining him and like, um, you know, like I've got my little draconic claw and kind of like, you know, examining him and kind of like stick my finger in the wound a little bit. It's like, ooh, yes, that looks, that looks very painful. And just taking more notes. I think we can... I think we can help uh, if you'll come with me, and I'll, I'll, I'll help them up. I and you see that uh, the one with the wounded chest gets up, and he helps the one with the wounded leg gets up. Yeah, and I'll and I'll no, I'll help them if they need me if they want to put an arm around my shoulder. Yeah, and then you hear another one call out from uh, the most western house. And he calls out from the window, "Come in here, we'll help you. We'll help you. Don't go with them." And you see that there are two farmhands like very weary of you. And you see, I come over, I saunter over, I leave my cloud bloom with uh, my boy Klep, and I put my arm around Zerdis. Uh, hey guys, uh, Zerdi and I will set up an infirmary downstairs. We'll, we'll help you. Out, don't worry. And I pull out my healer's kit. Mm. I'm like, we'll we'll get you patched up. Don't worry. Roll me a uh, persuasion check. Oh my goodness, uh, eleven. Almost rolled on a two. <laughs> <laughs> it's a poison kit that just says. They rolled a six and they are going to believe you and they look over. It's like, Clarice, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I promise. I promise. We'll be be fine. The Red Guard. Fine. I wave and give them a thumbs up and show my healer's kit. Put it away. All right, Zerdi, uh, take them downstairs. We'll, We'll follow right behind. All right. Of course. I get I get up because I gotta see the the fireworks show. Wipe my daggers off from the the moo the moo grease that's still on it. Yeah, I take I take my last hit from the cloud bloom, flick the uh, little nugget on the ground, stamp it out. Yeah, Zerdy's first time. Let's see how he handles this one, huh? I kind of side eye him a little bit. <laughs> Zerdy, you take them down to the basement. Uh, Klep and Nifton, are you following along? Oh yeah, very cool. As the senior guards stay above ground. Three of you go into the basement. 
You see Adelram, and you see that he has a pipe. And he is smoking from it, and it is tobacco. But you see the Displacer Beast walking around, and he is eyeing the gem, and he's staying fairly far away from it. But he's, like, sniffing around, and he's, like, looks like he's setting a perimeter of the area. He goes, good work. I assume everything went well upstairs. Are all our men accounted for? Miller got a little messed up, but we're all fine. And I am leaning back in the northmost bench, <laughs> just chilling. Some minor injuries, but assured his mouth still works. 13 and a <laughs> half, one pig, eight cows. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, technically 12. One of the farmhands did die uh, as he were yeah. mutilated right from the beginning. He's, he's a half now. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> in a half. <laughs> You have the two farmhands, and they go, uh, I don't think we should be down here. And one of them tries to backpedal, and Adelram puts his arm over one of the shoulders. He goes, no, oh, it's fine. The two of you are going to be, well, yeah. And he kicks one towards the shard. <laughs> Boom! As the person stumbles forward with the bum leg, and they met the massive flesh claw <laughs> grabs, and you oh see the God. person enter this thin red rift for but a moment as he is shrucking with fear as he sees the in what's inside of this rift and he turns around in slow motion and as he's turning around as you see uh, the last glimpse of his face he's turning his face and you see one of the claws stretched by his cheek tearing off the flesh and then the rift closes before a yell could come out and then you see red sparks of lightning right after the rift closes. And you see the other farmhand holding his chest, and he is terrified. Idoram goes, Ah, as I assumed, it's active and quite volatile. Klep, go ahead and get the contraption, and uh, we're going to need to force this thing out. All right. Hang on. One claptrap coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do look over to Zerdis. I'm not like reveling in what happened, but I'm not sad either. And I am just eyeing Zerdis to see kind of how he's handling it. Expressionless, just taking notes. Mm. Mm. Fascinating stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite, quite interesting as your little pseudo dragon comments. Clep, as you go to turn towards the stairs, you see one of the, another farmhand eavesdropping as he just watched one of these people get kicked in and screams, no! No! And he run back up uh, as he tries to alert the other farmhands of what just happened. Clap! Going on it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm dash so fast towards him. Yeah. You dash and I'm just chilling. <laughs> up the stairs as he runs out and you he manages to make it out of the front door before you just spear him, tackle him to the ground. They're sacrificing us! They're sacrificing us! And you shove his head into the dirt to try to muffle, and then you see some of the farmhands that were outside, and then you see the Burnsley family, like, very scared. And then the father comes out, and he goes, Aye! What's all this? Sacrificing? Aren't you supposed to be helping? And then one of the senior guards, Muller, comes from behind, and he kicks the dwarf down, and he goes, Aye! Clep, go get Nifton, and let's round up the farmhands and the family. As you see from the other houses, doors start to lock and windows begin to get shut. Gotta make it difficult, didn't ya? I take the farmhand down, back down, uh, and then motion to Nifton to follow me up the stairs. Oh, it's like that today, isn't it? All right. 
Never liked this part of the job. Crack my back. And I just slowly saunter upstairs. So you see that some of the people are now bolting the doors and they are trying to hide. You see some of the senior, um, you see Valen and Oren. They're trying to bust down the family, the main family house for the dwarves, the Burnsley's house. And they're kicking it. They're like, open it up or we're going to slay every last one of you. And then you see Muller head over to the other farmhand house as Freeman, the one that is uh, a little bit sick. He doesn't look too hot right now. You see that he's a little green around the gills from when the cow exploded, tying up the farmhands that were caught outside. And he has one of the daughters, one of the dwarves daughters. Excuse me, he's actually tying up the father. And then Muller is trying to break down the other door. We're not gonna do any checks here to see if like they can struggle because they're all common townsfolk. They're all yeah. farmhands. How do the two of you want to take them into custody? And are you going to take them into oh, custody? Oh, I got it. All right. So the, the dad is out with us, right? Still. Yes. The, right. the daughters and one of the sons are still in the house. As long right. as as well with the mother. Kelp annoyed that he let the person get out the door is beyond irate at this point. He's a little hot headed. Grabs the uh, dwarf dad, takes him over to the well and just holds him up on it, telling him to unlock the door. Or I'm going to drop him into it. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Come out now or else we're going to figure out what the bottom of this well looks like. Daddy, as you see the two daughters yell from the window is one of the oldest son, Del, is like, leave him alone, leave him alone. Uh, give me an intimidation check. Am, am I up there too, or am I still down with the- uh... Would you like to be up here? I'll follow him up, yeah. Yeah, so you come up after a few moments after you're finishing studying, taking notes of how one of the farmhands were horrifically sacrificed. Assuming the captain has like at least nodded the, that, that, I, that I may go. Yes. I got a 12? Yeah, 12 is gonna do it. These are very scared folk, as you see, as you hear the door unlock from the Burnsley household, very slow, and the father goes, no, you nitwits, stay inside. Don't give in, it's fine, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. And then as soon as they like unlock the door, you see uh, Muller and Freeman like take them into custody. They begin to tie him up and they kick him to the floor. Nifted, what are you doing? Well, I walk over to the well, of course. Got clap, you got no chill mode, man. No chill mode. I work on that. And I pull out my manacles and just like very casually just start, you know, really clap does the hard work and I just slap one of my manacles on Burnsley. Now he is cuffed and bounded. What about the other farmhands in the other house? How would you like to get them out? Yeah, and then I saunter over to who's down here? Orin and Valen, the two half elves. I'm gonna be following while you're doing that. Just keep my distance. Yeah, I pull out another set of manacles. I'm assuming they have something similar. Yeah, you have enough. You have enough. And I'm to just kind of waiting for their motion. Uh, hey, Zerdy, you know, just uh, keep an eye out here. Help us if things get a little rough, you know? Uh, of course. Yep, you stay back with the magic. Uh, they're the big boys, you know? They do kind of the breaking down. We do kind of the cleanup, and I do air quotes. Zerdis, is there anything you would like to do as they break down the door? While they're doing that, um, I'm gonna call over Tim Bat. Eh? Tim, I think we need your eyes. Find the sun. Aye. And he, he lazily flies off, and he goes to look around as he's starting to, like, get, like, an aerial of the area, and then you see that he, like, flies off to the lightly wooded area beyond the houses, because that's the last um, time you heard that where he was, he may be playing in the woods. Familiars, uh, they can uh, communicate with me telepathically, and I can see through their eyes if I need to, so he'll, he'll let me know. Okay. 
And as he begins to search, you fly off. And uh, is there anything you want to do here? Gentlemen, is the, is the door a little too locked? Boom! As the door flies open. <laughs> I think we got it there, rookie. Don't need your fancy books today. And they laugh at each other and they go inside. And they're like, all right, get on the floor! And he knock one of them out. Uh, as you hear, ah! You like some screams coming in. I'm always the lazy guy. I'm waiting for any stragglers or runaways, you know? As they bust the door open, you're the experts. <laughs> um, they push out the last four farmhands and they don't look hurt at all but they start pushing them towards the well and all the farmhands are now gathered there this is pretty routine we put the four of them around the well and gather our ropes and tie them up like around the well you know perfect clep so you need to get the contraption i was working on it for this guy <laughs> <laughs> as you make the guy eat dirt again and then throw him by the well as I'm walking away, I'm like, you are lucky they ain't responded so quickly. And uh, I go over to the cart and get the claptrap. You pick up this wood and metal mixed box. It's pretty hefty in size. It weighs way heavier than it looks. It's about three feet long. Uh, looks more like a rectangle. And you lug it over into the basement. Adoram is inching he's like kind of messing with the farmhand a little bit but you see that the f uh the farmhand that's on his knees in front of the shard just barely within a safe distance is actually more mauled up now you see the displacer beast has like its massive furry paw on like it's on its leg it looks like it broke its knee in the process like pinning it down you see a lot of scrape marks from its tendrils like slapping and pulling its skin away almost torturing this farmhand. Ram gives you a nod to set up the contraption. Can I do something before I come back down? Sure. Uh, who has Burnsley? One of the senior guards. That must be Muller, right? Yes, Muller and Freeman were handling the dwarves. Muller, uh, take a break. All right, you, uh, you look worse for wear. I'll tie him up over here by the stump, all right? I, I appreciate it. Always the one to first get injured, you know? All right, and he like gives you like a side eye and he goes to sit down. And you see like he's like has a rag over his mouth he's coughing up blood as i'm tying up burnsley around the stump i am speaking very candidly with him hey uh burnsley hey listen i may not like killing innocent people but i can't really say the same about my friends you see your two daughters over there he looks over and he gives you a side eye and he grunts yes yeah you love them of course with your entire being your soul right hey we're here to help, I promise. But if you don't cooperate, I cannot promise their safety. What I hope you're doing, and he goes to spit at your feet. Yeah, I just put my sword with some poison still on it under his chin. I've seen a lot worse than this. Just I want to make sure your daughters get out safe, okay? You see that he's like trying to stretch his head away as far as possible as you press the blade against his neck. He looks up at you and goes, I. All right. Stay safe up here. And I slap his cheek a little and go downstairs. Amazing. As you go downstairs, you see Klepp setting up the contraption. And he kicks it forward. And it begins to unfold. A metal box that is spring-loaded. And once it's open, you see that there are these similar lightning sparks. The same type of lightning sparks that are coming from the blood or vein in the center of the room. And then you notice that there is a blood shard gem perfectly crafted in the contraption just like the blood ore vein a low ominous hum emits from the contraption 
as it begins to glow bright. The gem itself looks perfect cut, like a jeweler crafted it to, into that perfect diamond shape, and it is dark and opaque. Edelram goes, aye, well, you both are ready for a fight, right? Because I don't think you've ever seen this before, and it's going to get interesting. And he kicks over the farmhand, and then as the farmhand rolls forward and stumbles forward in between the contraption and the blood shard, you see a rift open as the fleshy hand goes to reach through to grab the farmhand. You see the contraption begins to buzz and fizzle as a stream of red lightning grabs the hand, and you hear this demonic shriek from the other side as it pulls the arm through the portal as the portal becomes wider and wider and you see this realm of blood and stone and bone through the other side i'm gonna need the three of you to roll me constitution saving throw i'm not on that map so i don't have to <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> Put me on the map, though. oh are you not on the map my bit no <clears throat> there we go hey. <laughs> excuse me <laughs> i come in right as this happens Oh, it's happening. All right. Uh, it's just an eight. 17 for me. You pass. Uh, clip. You know, what are numbers? You know, <laughs> I got a six. Clep and Zertus, you two are frightened as you are now staring into this void of blood. You see this grotesque demon, all, nothing but skin and bone with this very elongated mouth getting pulled through. It is massive in size and it looks like it doesn't fit through the portal. It gets pulled and it comes out. You see its torso and its arm, massive arm slams on the ground, breaking and crumbling the stone and dirt around it. As it gets pulled out even more, you see the contraption begin to overheating and Edelram goes, oh, this is a this is a bigger one than I expected it to be. And then you see the displacer beast in the corner growl and snarl and cower in the corner a little bit as the demon gets pulled more out of it and then its massive body crunches up against the ceiling and it's still coming its torso massive in size this thing looks like it's going to be 20 25 feet tall as it bursts through the ground as it begins to stand up out of the portal the shard begins to crack and fizzle in place as the red lightning streaks and bursts into the sky. The bright sunny day quickly turns to gloom and dusk as the clouds suddenly look like they're filling up with rain. As this massive bony demon with raw muscle tissue as flesh does not have a mouth. It is very, it has a very elongated beak with hollow eyes and it stands up. It is 30 feet tall, bursting through this low ceiling. You get a picture for you guys. Oh, good. Love pictures. Oh boy. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't love pictures anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you see as this bony demon that's dripping with this coagulated blood as the basement begins to collapse around you. Adoram goes, whoa. It looks like we'll have to take this outside. Come on, boys. And he opens the gate and he kicks the farmhand down as the farmhand didn't quite get pulled through yet as the three of you rush as it begins to collapse. They rush. I'm sauntering. <laughs> <laughs> they all pass me as I'm at the top of the stairs. As you leave the basement, running up the cracked staircase through the collapsing house, you look behind you to see the limping farmhand. Suddenly, the demon's hands burst through the weakened floor, grabbing him. A 
effectively crushing him on impact. Then the floor begins to rubble as the wood splinters more. The demon stands up, destroying the building. You all make it out of the house and you turn your gaze to this demon towering over you under the looming clouds, pulling itself out of the ground. And it looks at all of you. And that's where we're going to end this week's session. What a session, man. What a session. What a sewed. What a sewed. What a sewed indeed. Right, Jason? Right, 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 Armos? That's what I'm talking about. Good episode. <laughs> yes, I'm sir. Clap. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> if you're wondering why they aren't here, it's because we actually decided to cut this episode in half. In half. We actually thought we might do that from the get-go, but we weren't sure based on how long we were recording. But it made sense with where some of the uh, action stopped, uh, started, and stopped. So you'll get a fun guest episode for episode 72 and episode 73. Tune in next or week. Or 72.5, however we decide however to name it. However we decide to run it. <laughs> there are a couple other things we wanted to talk about while we have y'all. So uh, we did want to say thank you to everybody that showed up to our community game night. We just had a community game Ooh. night uh, not two days ago, three, three days ago in the Discord. At the end of most months, we're going to try and do a community game night where we just hang out in the Discord voice channel and play things like Jackbox uh, silly battle royale games, whatever people happen to have and are able to play. And you can see live on how bad Dan bullies me. I have never done anything of the sort. You're a goddamn you liar, Dan. You're a goddamn liar. You're a liar. Just be good at the game. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> we also want to let you know that there is a brrr, Discord exclusive giveaway. So giveaway! you need to be. We don't usually do giveaways. We're not those type of people. But we wanted to thank you all for hanging out and making the Discord such a wonderful place to be. So we are going to give away something and it is opening today. So if you go into the Discord, you'll see what is being given away, what you have to do to enter. I promise it's super simple. And that giveaway will end super by the simple. time the next episode comes out. So. Go on the Discord. All you got to do is click an emo and three easy payments of $50. Yeah, just tell us the three little numbers on the back of your mom's credit card. <laughs> One of those parts is a lie. It's the emo. One of the parts. <laughs> I just said <laughs> another thing. <laughs> two, two of those things are a lie. <laughs> Not panicked at all. <laughs> Sweat. And also, something else we wanted to mention. Why, where's Alec? Where's Drell? Well, um, in the last session that we just recorded, uh, Alec did have to go away for work-related reasons. He will be joining us for back for episode 74, if last episode is episode 73. So he will be returning. He just had to go away for a little bit, but we cannot wait to have him back and welcome him with open arms. I miss him. I miss playing with Drell so bad. He's still in the jar, though. That was canon. <laughs> he's, still, he's still jiggling in the in the tiny jar. <laughs> well, I think that's all we need to say for this week's episode. Thank you again, everybody. And how about we send it off to the Patreon? Now it's time for the Patreon shout-out, starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. First up is Benjamin Hayes, as the echoes of metal and the infinite void, sprinkled with mechanized madness, has this warforged contemplating the meaning of life. As he regains his health, his mind wanders. 
but he is finally able to move. But at what cost? Next up, we have Dylan Snyder, aka Reese, an Aladrim bard who has recently come out with a beautiful 10 record long love ballad symphony. This song is sure to bring a tear to anyone's eye as he sings about trees leaving him. Next up is Julius Kendrick, who has been toiling in the lab, mixing black rock with spoiled pig blood with a dash of goblin snot, concocting something foul to spoil our hero's plans. But to what end? The land of shadows is not enough? And will he stop at nothing to see the hero's inevitable demise? Truly unsettling. Next up is Reigns, who has been reported missing by the city of Aramor. Last seen, he was working on helping the city become a better place. Something about a water purification project. Any news or leads leading to Reigns' rescue shall be rewarded handsomely. Last up is Troy Scarrow, and Captain Scarrow has been tormenting the Everlong Sea for some time, transporting prisoners and ungodly beasts alike, a true threat to the sea. Some say the Kraken itself avoids Captain Scarrow's ship, lest it face the wrath of Captain Scarrow. Next up is the Sigi College alumni. First up, we have Andrew Hall, and Andrew has been facing some trouble in paradise as he is no longer the top of his class. An underdog has seemed to have stolen the spotlight, but who could be talented enough to take the number one spot? Artemis hasn't been seen around the Sigi College campus in some time. Kemi Joe said he's taking a well-deserved vacation in the Kambuki Isles. He is sure to be sipping on some fruit punch and knuckle sandwiches in the fighting pits. Patrick Wennerstrom is next, and like a silhouette in a dark alley, Patrick is elusive as he is mysterious. A ghost in an empty jacket. Robert Crisp has his hands full with his tiny bread civilization. It is up to him to make sure their world doesn't crumble away. With enough help, they may thrive. Let us rejoice. Next up, we have Saint Chaos, and he has been expelled! <gasps> An appeal is set to be held next month to determine if Saint Chaos should be given a 367th chance to perform better at the school. Some say Saint Chaos will never change, but maybe a heartfelt speech could sway the board. Lastly, we have Warden. Renowned food critic has just visited one of the finest eateries in Aramore City. With a delightful brunch and clean atmosphere, he shares that the Wildside Tavern is a delight to visit. You also hear it's a real hoot at night. Now we're going to move on to Humbrea's heroes. And first up, we have Abdul Rahman, and he is doing well as Dilmore's new local alchemist, with raving reviews saying he's not a jerk like the last guy. Alex Dredd is next, and he has recently taken down a roadside bandit. It seemed that they tried to take the wheel off his wagon while playing some jazz. Next up is Anthony Pizza, aka Sly, and he has been making a killing selling secrets in the streets. It should also be said that his secrets may lead to killings in the streets, but that's neither here nor there. Alara Dawnstar is on the search for a new waterfall, as the last one she trained under uh, broke. The water just stopped flowing. Weird. Man with glass has been found deep within the bowels of a volcano in North Trillis. What tempered glass could he possibly be making in such extreme heat? Next up is Michael Sekarak, an unknown visitor of Humbrea. Who are you, kind traveler? Next we have Nufarius Ducarius, and he was last seen streaking through the streets of Aramore City waving around a basilisk head, yelling, it's almost like a dragon. 
Sergio Rodriguez is next up, and ever since his mysterious appearance, the shrouded mystery of unknown vagabonds has also been increasing in presence. Truly alarming. And last up, we have Terminal No Name, who has just reached Platinum status in his Rocket Boot League. I hear that's very good! And that's all for this week's Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to hear your name added to this very amazing list of people, go ahead and check out our Patreon link down below to find out more. Until next time, have a great one.